0: On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock.
1: Google's new update is helpful of
0: common sense for SEOs. Ask and you shall receive Twitter adds some new features. Like, actually.
2: Two peas into pods. YouTube and Twitter think that podcasting is here to stay. All on today's
3: show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics. Social media and more. You. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. We're new shows every Friday. every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high taste. Thank you for tuning in. Hey. You. you know what's out it's officially marketing sit back keep
2: it hey there i'm
0: Christine zernheld aka Shep.
1: i'm kathleen hagelberger
0: aka kbergs <laughs> and i'm jess but
1: and it's officially marketing o'clock
0: here on august 26th
2: 2022 hello everybody thank you for joining us for what is sure to be an incredible episode full of lots of helpful content <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't noticed yet greg finn isn't here this week he's on vacation for once in his life we are so thrilled for him and we had to get the next well you're not even next after greg you're like tied with him the seo voice here at cypress north kathleen aka kberg's on the blur we've like read your articles before but we're so excited to have you on the show oh thank you so i'm welcome. excited to be here yes thank you for being here and it's not only like Greg is out of the office this week. Barry Schwartz is on vacation, too. It's, this is not the week for these people yes. to be taken off. So
1: is Marie Haynes. I just like to point she that out. She is? According to her newsletter, she is. What
2: are people know? doing? I don't know. The whole, and that's what, why they released the update. That must be why. Um, so, yeah, people are tagging Barry in their tweets. Like I saw Lily Ray was just like, I can't even ask Barry if this is new because he's in Israel. Like, what am I going to do? Wow. We're just all lost. Thank God k is here. Yeah, we're not lost. We have K-Berg. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but unfortunately, we don't have a next best plant water in the office. <laughs> so Greg had to leave it to Jessica Lee Bud. <laughs> Do you
0: want to tell everybody what you did? <laughs> watering Greg always waters the plants on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, <laughs> and he bestowed the watering can upon me. And I take my duties very seriously. So much so that I watered a fake plant that was on Kberg's desk and it just like water went everywhere because <laughs> there was no dirt. It's a very convincing fake succulent it's Very convincing. My yeah. favorite story. Did you water <laughs> this one too? I didn't. I didn't come down here. <laughs> if this was a, like real, it'd be dead.
2: And yeah. um, the worst part is... <laughs> The little watering can. Oh, like what is Greg doing? Is he trying to get his steps in? He has this tiny watering can, so you have to go back to the sink like five times every time you're watering the like four plants in our office.
0: There are so many plants in this office, and it's, it's like you could drink from this watering can. It's so small. A complete. We need you back.
2: Okay, <laughs> okay Kberg, tell us all of your useful, your helpful
1: content. I keep calling it useful. So last week, Thursday, on August 18th, Google announced the rollout of the helpful content update, which is set to begin sometime the week of August 22nd, which we're recording this on Wednesday, the 24th. So it still has not yet rolled out as of today when we're recording this. But
2: do they ever give that much of a heads up? I feel like it's like weird. Uh,
0: Yeah, they usually say it started and they tell us when it might finish. This is very specific. They just knew
1: everyone was on vacation anyway, so it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Probably. (laughs) But this is scheduled to take about two weeks to complete, and the update is designed to reward people-first content or content written for humans to quote, ensure people see more original, helpful content written by people for people in search results. And we're pretty excited about this update just because this is the advice that we've been giving our clients for years. And I think everybody just says like Google users in general doesn't wanna read garbage content that's on the websites or on the site. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. On the search <laughs> engines. So I think We're, this will be a good thing for us. You brought up earlier in the week,
2: we have this channel that has, it predates me or Kabor even working here of this mommy blogger. <laughs>
0: mm, she's atrocious. It's so sad.
2: Who has these like affiliate links and she's just trying to rank. I kind of feel bad for her. And she's going down. Yeah, yeah,
1: this update was made for her.
2: Yeah. It's going to be like the loss of her revenue stream. I'm kind
0: of worried. At least, you know what? She's been mommy blogging so long. She's like a college mommy blogger now. Like, she'll be fine, Mm -hmm. but her website will not be. The channel's going to die. It's fine. Yeah,
1: She can move to TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. Okay, so the Google Search Central blog provided a list of helpful questions that you can ask yourself to determine if you've taken a people-first approach with your content and a list of questions to ask yourself to see if you should be concerned going into this update so for example are you using extensive automation to produce content on many topics
0: i hope not
1: yeah you would hope not but some people are we talk about a lot of
0: people who do yeah Yeah.
2: like that guy who thought that his the google technology was sentient i don't remember the name oh yeah that's right and then he took a leave of
0: absence oh yeah i hope he's okay we never checked in This update
1: will only target English language content for now, but it will expand to include content written in other languages eventually. And Google did tell Barry Schwartz this update also only includes search for now, but may potentially include other platforms like Discover in the future. And it's really important to note here that this update is a site-wide signal, so content that's deemed unhelpful will negatively impact your domain as a whole, not just the unhelpful content pieces that you might have on your site.
2: That's a
0: really important call-out. I feel like I've only heard like smatterings of this, I was waiting for your full report, but I did not hear that. That's really important. You got to be careful. That's really important, folks. A lot of people use different content writers to contribute to their site and somebody or a machine could hurt you. Yeah. I feel like that needs to be the biggest takeaway here. I really.
1: Yeah. And Alita Solis on Twitter posted a poll asking SEOs if they were concerned about the impact of Google's helpful content update on their sites. And 46.6% had a wait-and-see attitude about the whole thing, and 44.1% felt confident that their content is, in fact, helpful. So Danny Goodwin covered Alita's poll in his Search Engine Land article, SEOs feel content ahead of Google helpful content update, and feels many (laughs) site – that was kind of a mouthful of a title. But he feels that many site owners are being a little bit too optimistic here. So as he pointed out and like to reiterate, the helpful content update is a site-wide signal. So unhelpful content could still drag you down even if some of your content would be considered like helpful. So important to keep in mind.
2: Yeah. And just to um, come back with nonsense again, how I'm calling it the useful content, just imagine if it was and instead of unhelpful, it would be useless content.
3: Useless.
0: You know what? (laughs) That's how you should be evaluating stuff though. If there's no point to it, just don't do it. Yeah. Useless. (laughs) Rebrand. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Several other
1: SEOs have been reacting around the web, including Marie Haynes, who published an article in Search Engine Land called Google's Helpful Content Update. What should we expect? And I found this to be really helpful personally. She said, and I'm paraphrasing, sites will be impacted over the course of a few months into different degrees depending on the amount of unhelpful content found. If the classifier determines that content has changed to now be helpful – and remain that way for a few months, the weight of the de-ranking signal will be reduced or even lifted. Hmm. So if your site is negatively impacted by this signal, but you consistently work at improving the content on your site, you won't necessarily need to wait for another, well, this isn't a core update, but you won't have to wait for a core update or another update to see ranking improvements if Google believes that your site's content has genuinely improved over that time. So I also really liked in her article that she said that when you're thinking about helpful content, think about would this content still exist if it wasn't for search engines? And I thought that was like a really good way to think about it.
2: It shouldn't be. Why
0: are we here? You know what I mean? Like, that's such a good point, though. Such a good point. (laughs) But like K. Berg says, we've been telling people that for years, and many people have listened, Mm -hmm. others have not. And that was Marie? Yes. Yeah, she needed a vacation after that, (laughs) Jim. Yeah. (laughs)
1: And Barry Schwartz at SEO Roundtable said that this update will likely be felt more by sites with online educational materials, entertainment content shopping and tech related content so in his article new google helpful content update to change seo much like panda did barry feels that the impact of this update may feel the same as when panda or penguin first rolled out and it will force some seos to rethink their content strategies which i think is definitely true and dr pete myers at dr underscore p on twitter disagrees he says for what it's worth my gut feeling is that like most pre-announced google updates Version one of the helpful content update will be more bark than bite, and it will evolve over the next year or so. And he says he certainly could be wrong. I'm not so sure I agree with his take, but we'll see. I think nobody really knows at this point like how this is going to go, but it's interesting to see like different SEOs weigh in on the web. And from Lily Ray's perspective, this update has been a long time coming. In her article, Google's helpful content update to devalue search engine first content and evaluate authentic expert voices in search Published on AMSiv Digital, Google has gained a reputation for ranking content designed solely for search engines and has faced increased criticism from Redditors and from others for returning inauthentic Mm -hmm. results, especially around affiliate content. So I read through the Atlantic article that she referenced in her post, and I thought that was like a really interesting perspective on the quality of search from someone who is outside the SEO community and doesn't think about this all day. (laughs) So that's definitely worth checking out. And Proxima Web Design at Proxima Web Design on Twitter tweeted in response. <laughs> Hillary
2: Quinn. Quinn.
1: <laughs> um, she tweeted in response to Danny Sullivan's helpful content update tweet, and they said that this update was basically Google's effort to stop people from putting Reddit in searches to get authentic information for their query. Which harsh, that yeah. That
2: was take of the week nominee. You know, I
1: got to pick it this week. That was okay. Yeah, there. that's pretty good. And I guess my take that nobody asked for. But <laughs> for paper, yes, we did. Yeah. I think like this update is as much about Google attempting to right some of their wrongs that it is about getting content creators to write some of theirs. So I really think it'll be interesting to see like where this update takes us, especially in the long term, if it is like on par with Panda or Penguin, or maybe if, like Dr. Pete said, it's not going to be as bad. Um, but overall, I think creating content for humans first is just common sense. Like This is what everybody should have been doing all along, so... It's good that now everybody's thinking about it.
0: What does everyone's mom always say? Common sense is usually not common. Yes. <laughs> like we needed this to kick some people's butts. So, Okay. And our next piece of news this week,
2: you know we just love to be a podcast about podcasting. So podcasts were in the news this week via Abner Lee from 9to5Google. YouTube launched a new explore page for podcasts this week. So quote, YouTube said while well, not globally available... The podcast destination page youtube.com slash podcast is now live and is linked to the existing Explorer page alongside trending music movies and shows live gaming and all those other categories like beauty and all those fun YouTube categories. So it's up there with all of those. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's really a long time coming. A lot of podcasts like us see YouTube as another search engine and way for people to find us. So we've kind of pivoted to like not pivoted but adapted ourselves to like a web show format too so people can watch us here if they want hi everybody on YouTube um so I think I can't believe it kind of took this long for this to happen makes a lot of sense and the list of podcasts on the page if you guys want to click on youtube.podcast.com was just very strange to me like I listen to a very popular podcast every day the morning toast that wasn't on here I guess Joe Rogan's only on Spotify, so he wouldn't be on here. But There's literally not one show I've ever heard of except for the CNN one. And no ladies in the mix, okay? Ugh. We are a ladies-only show this week besides tables. Thank you for being here, <laughs> tables. So how about featuring us in there? The only ladies on this page are Secret to Abundance Revealed, is a nice lady, How to Break Your Negative Patterns to Achieve Inner Peace, and of course... The true crime podcast, Murder, Mystery, and Makeup, which sounds like a fabulous time.
0: But that's it. Comments withheld.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of girls who like to talk, and I'm sure there's a lot of female-led podcasts out there. Then there's this one that I think I might be like a listener to now. Um, It's called Arrested for a (laughs) Meme, Harry Miller. (laughs) I don't know the whole story, but this British guy was apparently arrested for a meme, and it's upcoming still, but I want to tune in when it premieres live.
0: What do you think the meme was? I have no idea. Probably one of those ones that Greg talks about that none of us know. Yeah. But it's super popular apparently.
1: Is this like a conspiracy theory thing? It looks like it. uh, The hodgepodge
2: of podcasts on this page, like I honestly, I did not know any of them. I guess it will be a great place to explore them. There was no business category either or business trying to be funny. So we're kind of (laughs) left out here. Which one of those are we in?
3: (laughs) Business.
2: okay more podcast news um this article oh i'm still talking about google never mind this article from Mm -hmm. TechCrunch um about the new page also says that youtube hired a podcast executive to lead its efforts in the space and has been offering cash to popular podcasters to film their shows hey call us but they should be doing that i mean joe rogan i think his deal is like he's only on spotify now and it's off of youtube they need to get those people back so i think it took them long enough like pay attention to the podcast youtube There was also news this week from social media today that Twitter will incorporate podcast access into its audio tab, incorporating popular podcasts alongside spaces. So it's worth noting that all these platforms are looking to get into podcasts. Um, Facebook, you can play your podcasts on now with an integration. And now Twitter and YouTube are entering the ring too. So don't sleep on podcasts.
0: Everyone's pushing it really hard, especially us. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. All right. In this week's Take of the Week, you already heard the runner-up back in the main news. So The winner is Patrick Stocks from Hrefs. Patrick tweeted... I am looking forward to Google's helpful content update. A lot of the AI generated and SEO content makes it feel like you're reading the same content on multiple sites. Show your expertise, show your experience and insights, have an opinion and differentiate yourself. Like, yes on the internet and yes in life. Thank you, Patrick. Need I say more? Common sense. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. I? I see why am I people? This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why my people
2: from Colin Slattery at CJ Slattery on Twitter. He says, anyone else notice that if you're using a TCPA bid strategy, he shortened it to strat. You guys didn't need to know that. (laughs) That ends up underspending the daily budget to keep that TCPA, that Google will at some point that month Jam trash traffic at a much higher CPC at you to hit the 30.5, I think it's 30.4, Colin, <laughs> for the month and tank performance. Part two. This started happening in the last couple of months where performance will be consistently strong, and then all of a sudden in the second half of the month, CPCs will go up 50% and traffic will increase, but conversion rate absolutely tanks. I haven't seen this specifically, but I use TCPA a lot because I am in B2B SaaS and it just tends to work really well. Um, And I had like a crazy week two weeks ago, like you just get used to it working so well, like smart bidding has gotten really good and you like can't take for granted and like not be checking in on your accounts because I had this weird week where everything just tanked. And maybe it was because of this, but
0: I don't like criminal? Shady, yeah. You bringing that back? (laughs) Now it's time for this week's lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social.
2: First up in the paid universe this week, Barry Schwartz is out on vacation. Mm -hmm. I hope he did this before. He has this article telling you everything that changed in Google Ads API version 11.1. If that applies to you, this is a great source to see everything that changed. I'm not one of those people, so I didn't read it. I'm so sorry, Barry. Check it out on seroundtable.com. All of Barry's insights are there. He's still working hard even while on vacation. From Peter Peter Sapiga on Twitter, I had a long conversation with a very senior Google product manager this weekend. Very senior. Barry is in all caps. This made me think of like blind items. Do you guys ever read those? Crazy days and nights what no. no it's when people submit like celebrity gossip but they can't submit the celebrity's name for legal reasons or whatever so they're like this a plus list actor and this b minus list musician were caught out together at Craig's and I was trying to find a good one that was like relevant like Winona Ryder or something but there really wasn't anything good.
0: She's relevant I know who she is. Well
1: relevant to you. Thank you. She's on Stranger Things. I feel like that makes her relevant. There was one
2: about well there just wasn't anything good out there. Oh. Um, So Peter has four insights that that very senior person gave him into the behind the scenes of Google Ads team. So As we head into a cookie list future, they believe the future of e-comm will see your brand's website disintermediated out of the funnel. I think I used that word correctly. Product discovery and checkout will all happen on the platform you are viewing the content on.
0: More on that later. Yeah.
2: Two, even they don't understand what their new ad products, (laughs) how their new ad products work. Very encouraging. The success of tools like Performance Max is entirely up to the AI. They train the model to get they train the model and get out of the way. Its underlining mechanics are a black box to Google internally as well. Peter, I just wish you hadn't talked to this person. I know. Comfortingly, he says, the Google Ads team is kept in a strict walled garden, separate from the privacy team internally to avoid any conflict of interest. And finally, he says they are hyper aware of the level of impact and scrutiny that their changes to the Google Ads UX or delivery algorithm have on global commerce. High level project managers even get media training to deal with the headlines Google product rollouts may receive. But I don't hear that they're listening to us. They are not. Just that they're aware. So that's comforting. Menahamani, at Menahamani on Twitter, has just absolutely been killing it. If you want to try to figure out Performance Max, he is the person you need to be following on Twitter. I don't know why he's giving away all these insights for free in (laughs) Twitter threads, but he's my hero. So first, um, he has this series he's doing of Twitter threads about Performance Max. So right now it's part two. And he's talking about reporting for performance max, which LOL doesn't really exist, but he has some tips. So even though it's not super granular, he says to check the insights tab to see performance trends. He also says um, in regards to listing groups and displays, compare overall campaign spend in the campaigns tab versus overall spend in the listing groups. This will help you understand the spend breakdown between video and display and ad units created with the data feed. He also says segments. Don't forget you can segment um, in your Performance Max campaigns by device, by daytime. You can still get data there. Um, He also talks about how to look at landing page performance, which we know is tricky, Um, how to look at location performance, and how to leverage custom reports in PMAX. And again, all for free on Twitter, so definitely give him a follow at Menahamani. He also has this series he's doing of Performance Max hot takes, and they're just like one-liners, like take of the day just them people yeah melissa l Mackey at beyond the paid media tweeted rotate indefinitely has become a joke with rsas ads have not run equally in a long time but used to be closer than this ad testing seems to have become a thing of the past as have etas with the non-existent impression volume so she has an example here in her account where one responsive search ad has 1700 clicks i should look at impressions um so almost eight thousand impressions versus rsas which has 2,000 impressions, and then the expanded text ad is, of course, no longer available. But this has been a joke for a long time, and they take away so many settings willy-nilly. Why haven't they taken this away? What's the, why is it still there? Why are you
0: pretending I have the option? Yeah, you definitely... I mean, it's grayed out, so they gave you that. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I feel like if you want to <laughs> test an RSA versus an RSA, you got to do a formal experiment at this point. And yeah. And hope that that works. Yeah. Because that probably won't either
2: like just get rid of the rotate indefinitely button because it's fake fake news i always look at just when i'm reading my news it's not you <laughs> uh, my mic okay. just points this way <laughs> <laughs> greg can vouch for it okay tales from ppc reddit from baby boy paul hey little guy hey baby <laughs> <laughs> um google have destroyed google ads i think has whatever Seems like a really smart guy. (laughs) Who am I to say what he meant? Match types are basically
0: worthless (laughs) or useless. This is coming from a baby. Basic
2: knowledge at this point. Due to Google loosening close variant matching even further, my impressions are increasing, CPCs are increasing, and controlling keywords with negatives is becoming endless and futile. And this is happening to everyone. So competition in the SERP is increasing, driving click prices even higher. But none of this is good for UX. It's getting harder than ever to find what you're looking for on Google. I have been doing PPC for 10 years, yet it feels like managing Google Ads account has never been more challenging, and it's probably going to worsen. I'm at a loss on what to do moving forward. (sighs) Paul, (laughs) we feel you. I'm so sad for all of us. Okay, Mike Ryan asked our ads liaison if Performance Max will ever support shared budgets. Ginny said not now, but she will pass the request along. Imagine what that request lo- list <laughs> looks like for Pmax. Just a shudder at the thought.
0: There's no paper large enough. <laughs> That's why they made the pageless Google Doc. <laughs> I hope people get that joke. They won't.
2: You can have infinite scroll, <laughs> scroll in Google Docs. It's really nice for our prep notes. It was a cool tool one time, I think. It was. Okay, Ginny has bigger breaking news. She says automatic upgrades for local campaigns to Performance Max are now starting on a rolling basis. You'll see an alert in your account when applicable. For smart shopping and local campaigns, we do recommend using the one-click self-upgrade tool. They talk about the holidays and how they want you to do it sooner rather than later so your campaign is ready. Apparently, the one-click tool, you get to keep your data, so I guess it's probably the better idea. It's it's coming anyway. Poll from PPC Greg that I thought was interesting. He says, Google claims most advertisers include their ads on Google search partner sites. And he asked if people t- typically do that. Um, at the time of recording, almost 70% said no and 30% said yes.
0: I can't believe 30% said That's yes. what I thought. Should we do a quick poll here?
2: I don't. I test it every once in a while and yeah. I don't. Yeah, I feel
0: like testing should not be included. We test everything, but yeah. yeah.
2: Who's doing that? And Kberg, I mean, paid. PPC
0: sent her into a depression this call,
2: so she's out. (laughs) She is is not not hashtag team (laughs) Pay in this poll.
0: Well, Shop and I 100% agree with the 69% at no. Yeah. Do that math.
2: Interesting that you chose the 69 number. From (laughs) the cool Farley for Search Engine Land, Microsoft is now putting ads in Outlook Mobile, This looks like a search ad and people are really mad about it. Obviously, Mm. Google has had ads in Gmail for a long time, but it's new for Outlook. And I feel like the people there are like, I don't know. I'm not an Outlook person. (laughs) I can't imagine they're like very happy about this change. Um, In general, just look at your placements. I tweeted at John Lee because none of these articles, John Lee from Microsoft Advertising. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um, None of these articles say what type of ad this is. And I've been talking about how i've seen accounts where the audience ads are running amok so i don't know if it's that i don't know what it is but i'm scared and people are mad about it so just look at your placements they're not okay ben fisher spotted a new local search ad layout in the google serps barry wrote about it for search engine roundtable then reminded us that if the article wasn't that good it's because he's out on vacation <laughs> shouldn't be it's writing at all it, that's
0: amazing thank you barry <laughs> i know
2: Okay, I'm almost done, people. Dario Zanoni shared in our Discord community an email he got from Meta a few days ago. He says, it seems Meta is considering the release of a fully automated targeting for its ad campaigns. It would be another advantaged thing. He put a question mark. <laughs> advantage plus audience? I'm confused, too. You set location and age, and Meta does the targeting. Remarketing included. Eek. Mm. Mm-hmm officially the release of this targeting type is not decided yet but i think it will become a reality quite soon he says by the way broad targeting in meta ads works quite well for him in japan so i would be open to using this targeting especially if good reporting options are available
0: i'm open to anything do i have faith in it no
2: yeah okay spotted by tim capper and then reported on from barry from israel again put your computer away um There's a new, it's like the ad preview diagnosis tool in the SERPs. So like how your Google business profile comes up when you type something in, you can type in like a query that you should have your ad show for and it'll show and gives a little warning. I don't, Google hasn't said anything, but it looks like something they're testing. I think that's kind of cool. And Lawrence Chassie at L Chassie is giving us a friendly reminder that ETAs are going away in Microsoft ads on June 29th. And that is the end. June. I'm, not, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I wish it was June 29th. I don't. On you want to do that again? <laughs> That's it for paid. I had a lot of news. K-Work, we're ready for you. OK.
1: I also have a lot of news, but in other <laughs> organic news that is not the helpful content update. So on August 19th, Google announced that they would be releasing their fifth product reviews update in the coming weeks, possibly the week of August 29th. Hmm. As for Barry Schwartz on Search and Roundtable, and Google says this update will continue to make it even easier for users to find high-quality original reviews when researching a purchase decision on the web. Compared to the timeline we've seen for previous product reviews updates, the fifth update is rolling out rather quickly. This one is coming only a month after the fourth product review update rolled out. Um, and Barry said that there have been a lot of complaints that the fourth update was just off, but Google did not say that this update would necessarily like fix any of those claims. It's just another update to it all. So my unsubstantiated theory that, again, nobody asked for (laughs) is that maybe Google is trying to get all the updates done early this year because everybody complained last year about the November 2021 core update being on Black Friday. So if they're stuffing them all in now in the summer while everyone's on vacation, which is
0: inconvenient,
1: (laughs) but at least it's not during a holiday.
0: They're stuffing that stocking. I
1: like
2: you looking on the bright side. Yeah. It's a good point. We complain when it's around the holidays. We should be thankful when it's not.
0: Yeah. So should k be up for the most optimistic about Google clocksker? <laughs> Just saying.
2: Write it down. I, I love, love looking on the bright side. Yeah.
1: Okay. So the next one I have, the video page indexing report in Google Search Console has now rolled out to all sites that contain videos, according to Barry Schwartz's August 22nd article. And we saw the new report in our Search Console accounts on Monday morning and – well, this past Monday – and it will be very helpful for troubleshooting any video indexing issues that you might have and to see how many pages on our sites contain videos that Google's identified. So this report doesn't cover structured data as Google Notes and Google Search Console, just video indexing status. And video structured data can be found in the enhancements report if that's available.
2: I knew this rollout out because I got an email like right when it did yeah. about an error on marketingoclock.com. Oh,
0: oh, I got one from a client asking me for help and I'm going to pass it off to you, k Brooks, because I'm out okay. the next two days. Same
2: with the marketing o'clock yeah. one.
1: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I also saw this from the email, so it's okay. <laughs> and it was also announced August 22nd that Google Search Console is improving the core web vitals report. They said via their Google Search Central Twitter account, we're improving the Core Web Vitals report, party emoji, <coughs> from <Woo>! today. <laughs> we'll start surfacing URL-level data in the example URLs, and we've made some textual changes to the report to make it clearer. Read more about the Core Web Vitals report at support.google.com slash webmasters slash there's more to that, but you have to look at the tweet. So, And they also announced August 24th, they're just on fire this week, that the international targeting report has been deprecated from Google Search Console and will soon be removed. So they said, we continue to support hreflang and our recommendations for managing multilingual and multi-regional sites still stand. But the report is going
0: away. How are we gonna check for errors, K-Bergs? I always ask you anyway.
1: We could use that Merkle tool that I showed you.
2: It is a pretty cool tool. It's pretty nice, yeah.
0: I love anytime they
2: include the spider. What's (laughs) his name again? Oh. The little crawly guy. I see him. Also, the robot kind of has Greg Finn energy. Totally.
0: he's having a serious (laughs) jog over there. (laughs) I don't... Do you have thoughts on this? They're not replacing it with any insights for us? Like, we're just supposed to do what they say and not have a Google tool to check? It doesn't seem like it. It would
1: be nice if there was another tool. I know the current one they have is kind of janky, but... It's... Yeah, it's not great. I appreciate it. I know when, when they, they removed the parameter errors. report, too, that was like the day
0: that I needed it for like <laughs> once in my life. <laughs> I was like, no. I retract that optimistic clock skirt nomination. Yeah. Girls having real feels over there. Real.
1: <laughs> and I also want to add, just really quickly, that when I was looking up how to say the word deprecated in advance of this episode, I saw this practice button underneath like the definition where you like, sound it out that says practice and get feedback. And there's animated lips that will move as you say it, or well as Google is saying it, which I've never seen before ever, but I thought this was super cool. So I just wanted to share that. Thank um, you, we've
2: needed this. And I'm glad you're not the only one who is confused by deprecated versus depreciated. I thought
1: it was depreciated. Yeah, yeah. there are two Google different Google says
2: deprecated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone else says depreciated. <laughs> and I don't depreciate it. It's not helpful. <laughs>
1: Okay, and on Tuesday, August 16th, the high court in Australia ruled that Google is not a publisher after a previous ruling back in 2020 by the Supreme Court of Victoria found that Google was, in fact, a publisher and had defamed the Melbourne lawyer, George Defteros. You can't defame
2: George.
1: (laughs) I know. How dare they? But Mr. Defteros successfully sued Google um, back at the previous ruling after they refused to take down a hyperlink to a newspaper article he believed was defamatory. So after the 2020 ruling, Google took the case to the high court arguing that they were only a navigator and not a publisher, which is similar to how like telephone companies would facilitate phone calls. And the court agreed by majority that there was no basis for the publisher claim since Google did not participate in writing or disseminating the defamatory matter.
2: I, I kind, which of kind of signed Google there. Yeah, there's yeah. a... I mean, Featured snippets. Were you defaming George in those? Can of worms. Can of
1: SpaghettiOs. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have time. And just a quick PSA for the GA4 reporting world. Charles Farina, at Charles Farina on Twitter, says, GA4 currently has an issue where event names are being reported as an empty value. If you see it, be careful when using totals as this inflates the total event count and user metrics. And he said that this has been reported as a bug to Google and he's awaiting a fix at the time of this tweet. And finally, I saw this from Glenn Gabe at Glenn Gabe on Twitter. He tweeted, okay, I've been seeing more and more stories in Discover from Google itself recently, so I dug in a bit. They're from channel.google.com and there are 20,000 plus URLs indexed there. Some look like influencers from other social networks like Instagram and TikTok. Here are some screenshots. And then the screenshots that he shared, one is like some pictures of wine glasses hanging upside down and that one's about how to pick the proper wine glass and there's one about like luxury picnics and some other ones in different languages and i know that the helpful content update does not apply to discover so this doesn't necessarily apply but i do think it's entertaining that Google is creating content around how to pick the proper wine glass. It seems scrambling. like when you're asking yourself the questions, <laughs> did you decide to enter some niche topic area without any real expertise, but instead mainly because you thought you get search traffic? Or are you producing lots of content on different topics in hopes that some of it might perform well in search results? I mean, I don't know. We well, don't know what Google's never trying to truer. do here, but I
0: find this entertaining. Yeah. Bring in the sass, k yes.
2: On a lighter note, there are no wrong choices right. when you're picking a wine glass.
0: Just drink the wine. Yeah. yeah. Drink it out of the bottle if you have to. It's yeah, a you glass. don't even need a glass. Yeah. Or a plastic cup. Speaking of true things, first up in social this week, exciting news for our Spanish and French friends. Here's a tweet from <laughs> At Things. Mark Zuckerberg launches Horizon Worlds in France and Spain with an eye-gougingly ugly VR selfie. Meta's metaverse ploy is surely dying in the dark. There is nothing dark about this. It is very bright. And I wouldn't necessarily call this an ugly selfie. It's just not very human-like. Yeah. Mm. Very strange.
1: I think the background is ugly.
0: I think that's the problem.
1: (laughs) The The eyes are beautiful. The background is... (sighs) Like, what is that? It's like not even correct in like the map or anything. It's just there. No, they're
0: just like find a landmark from each country. Stick it in front of me with some mascara on. Me, I'm Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> but I appreciate that he's got like, what do you call that shirt? A Henley. Mm-hmm. He's got three buttons. Two of them are buttoned and the top one isn't buttoned, but it's still together. So things are quirky. He's quirky. Yeah, it's very nice <laughs> detail. <laughs> Ugly is not a nice word, but like this picture is just stupid. Stupid a fine word to <laughs> you on a more serious note from meta irl is it meta am i saying it right meta i really don't know ask mark zuckerberg's avatar i never
2: meta avatar or acid kberg's like... pronunciation oh yeah. oh yeah
0: how do your practice lips tell me to say this i don't know we'll meta. Also look it up later. whatever from from meta well, actually from social media today, Meta estimates it will lose $10 billion in ad spent this year alone as a result of the iOS update. Cough, cough, you're not exactly improving yourselves either there, Facebook. As explained by Meta, over the last year, we recognize it has become harder for businesses to personalize campaigns and to understand and improve campaign performance, but we are committed to helping you boost performance while also respecting customer privacy choices. It's a whole lot of gobbledygook. Part of that commitment essentially means publishing a 21-page guide to help advertisers adapt and adjust. It is called Foundations of Performance, and this thing outlines actions to take to improve your performance. It comes complete with plenty of feel-good stock photos and vague performance stats along the way. So all the things that we absolutely love. All kidding aside, it's 21 pages. There's like 21 (laughs) words per page. So... Just read it. You're doing yourself a disservice. If you don't, maybe you could take away a nugget. If you're spending money on the platform, just read it. It'll take you less than 21 minutes, I promise. And last week, we talked about Adam Osseri's tweet with a bunch of Reels updates for Instagram and Facebook and Creator Studio. There's great news, everyone, because there is more that the tweet did not cover. Um, Auto-created Facebook Reels which will enable users to automatically convert archive stories into reels clips. This sounds really stupid, but honestly, if you're going to, the platforms are pushing reels. So if you already invested a lot of time into making cool stories and you can just turn it into a more evergreen format, I say go for it. Um, Meta Meta is also expanding access to the stars creator donations to Facebook reels. So that's being opened up to all eligible creators. Congratulations to you if you've maintained at least a thousand followers over the last 60 days and you're eligible for that have you no (laughs) absolutely not okay i think everyone is pretty sick of the twitter drama but we have to talk about it so a quick update here Elon Musk's legal team has subpoenaed former CEO Jack Dorsey for the upcoming hearing. This news comes after a judge ruled last week that Twitter would be required to provide documents from the former product chief, Kayvon Begpour, as part of Team Musk's evidence-gathering process. That happened last week after we recorded. So it's important to note that both of those things are happening. Things are heating up. We'll see where they go. But the plot Thickens as an ex-Twitter exec is alleging reckless and negligent cybersecurity policies, according to a disclosure that has been obtained by CNN and The Washington Post. This whistleblower has decided to identify themselves. It's Peter Mudge, in quotes, Zatco. I don't know where that nickname comes from, but it's in the document. Um, he was previously the company's head of security and reported directly to the CEO, again kind of, Twitter. So... Guy knows what he's talking about, seemingly. So from the article, this is a quote. The disclosure sent last month to Congress and federal agencies paints a picture of a chaotic and reckless environment at a mismanaged company that allows too many of its staff access to the platform's central controls and most sensitive information without adequate oversight. It also alleges some of the company's senior most executives have been trying to cover up Twitter's serious vulnerabilities and that one or more current employees may be working for a foreign intelligence service. Oh, no. End quote. That's really scary, but wait for it. The whistleblower also says that Twitter executives don't have the resources to fully understand the true number of bots on the platform. So it all comes back to Elon Musk and that whole thing. There's a whole lot more to it, To be fair, I think, too, we should note that the Twitter spokesperson who responded to this to CNN said that Mr. Zatko was fired from his senior executive role at Twitter back in January of this year for ineffective leadership and poor performance, and also that his allegations and opportunistic timing appear designed to capture attention and inflict harm on Twitter. Um, They say security and privacy have long been a company-wide priority and will continue to be. So, Two sides to every story. Read it if you're into legal drama, but this thing is not over, essentially. Times are tough for the bird, but we're all marketers here and we have reasons to rejoice.
2: No way. About the bird?
0: About the bird. From the lovely Nicole Farley at Search Engine Land, three new updates and improvements enable more privacy, better measurement, and additional web functionality people we have asked for years for twitter to improve their ads platform i don't know if they've been listening or if they just figured it out themselves but there are things to be done and they're doing some of them here's what has launched and improved twitter pixel with additional functionality to allow advertisers to measure more actions such as adding to cart important Simplified setup and event creation, great, better troubleshooting. Um, there's a Pixel Helper Chrome extension that they've had, they've added updates to. I didn't even know that was a thing, so that's really cool. Um, they've also launched a conversion API, which they're calling the C API or CAPI, which is really cute. It enables advertisers to connect and send conversion events without using third-party cookies, improve and optimize ad targeting, and better understand the path that users are taking as a result of their campaigns. Love to see that. They've also launched a new goal type for campaign optimization app purchases. Um, So advertisers can go after folks that are more likely to install an app or make a purchase within it. It's currently available on Android with an iOS um, launch coming in the future. So those are things that have launched now. They also announced upcoming launches of um, collection and dynamic product ads, great for e-commerce folks, and web conversion optimization. So, lower funnel actions happening on your site, optimizing for them with Twitter ads. I feel like it we wanted this like what? Yeah, 7 years but ago? Why
2: did it take so long? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I guess we just have to be happy that it's here now, just in time for the holidays. Using an edit button on their ad platform.
0: <laughs> you can pay for sort of that if you want. For more money starting October. Uh, good news just keeps on rolling. This is also from Lady Farley. Pinterest introduces hosted checkout for merchants. The new feature attempts to make the checkout process easier for merchants to convert shoppers by removing several steps. So it used to be that advertisers had to tag their products in pins and then a user would click on that pin. They'd be taken off of Pinterest to the merchant's website and then they would have to still add that product to a cart and check out. Now with this hosted checkout, there's just a lot less friction. When a buyer finds the product, they can buy it basically without leaving the page. They can enter payment, shipping details, the process is done. This is currently available for uh, just the U.S. only and only for select Pinterest verified merchants that are using Shopify. But Pinterest has been rolling out a lot of updates pretty quickly, so hopefully this will come to more folks soon. I'm really excited. Just in time for the holiday. (laughs) I'm not going to stop that's dangerous for me
1: yeah <laughs> are you a big pinterest user yeah, shoppers i honestly a lot of things like clogs i found them on pinterest so it's bad for on me. your
2: phone or computer
1: um on my phone wow i don't think i can log into my computer i have not
2: used pinterest since like decorating my baby nursery
0: yeah i feel like it's very situational mm-hmm. for me but I'm glad that the young kids like K-Bergs are using it. Yeah. I'm happy
1: for you. Yeah. Thank you.
0: And I'm happy for Alessandro Paluzzi because he's just always finding things. He said, hashtag Instagram is working on the ability to invite someone to your add to prompt or add yours, whatever. So add yours, please. Uh, another nugget from him. Instagram is working on IGK. Handed Challenges, a feature inspired by, I love that he tagged the Be Real app and put the little eyes emoji because apparently Instagram is coming for Be Real. Um, Engadget got the skinny from an Instagram spokesperson who said the feature is just an internal prototype and it's not something that they're testing externally, but let's be real. They're trying to copy everyone. Stupidest thing I've ever heard so stupid i'm into be real i'm not mm-hmm. actually but i feel like it could be really cool instagram doesn't need to be, be it be real be real is cool. could be real cool are Do you use on it? there yeah no way oh my
1: god thank god you're here i
0: yeah tell us more
1: well i like it because it's like you don't have to like instagram is like very curated there's a lot of like influencers there's a lot of like shopping like there's ulterior motives there's no ulterior motives on be real
2: And when you post something, is it like responding to someone else's message, like Snapchat, or it's public?
1: No, it's like private. You can post publicly to like a public feed and then everyone could find it, which is cool because you can see people posting things from like around the world and it's just like very casual. But in your own feed, if you want to see like what anyone else has posted from that day, you have to post something. Okay. And then once you do that, it's kind of like unlocked, I guess. So you can
2: see.
0: But you could pick any time to do your post
1: yeah theoretically once you get the notification
0: that is cool. 2 a.m let's do it
1: you could if it comes at that time i'll be up
0: y'all won't so should we download this app
1: i think you should i think mm-hmm. it's cool
0: do you do funny things
1: yeah like nothing i do is like real like i'll take a picture of the wall sometimes if i just want to see like what everyone else is supposed to just
2: being real yeah Have you ever posted me
0: no hurtful sorry
1: <laughs> i don't post at work i usually wait till they at home
0: Oh, how responsible of you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of everyone copying everyone, here is a nice twist in the story. This is from TechCrunch. Facebook and Instagram may be busy trying to clone TikTok with their own apps. Dot, dot, dot. I'm paraphrasing. TikTok will see the short-form video apps content showing up in more places across Meta's social networking platforms because... TikTok has confirmed to TechCrunch it is launching a new sharing feature that will allow users to publish their TikTok stories to rival social networks. So despite Instagram saying that you should create you know unique content and that you don't want watermarks everywhere and whatever, TikTok's just like, sorry, if you're making good stuff on our platform, just push it out everywhere. So I kind of like that. I like the rebel spirit. It has only just begun to roll out though. So if you don't see it yet, don't panic. You will.
2: Okay, we've got a segment segment for you this week. This is something that I've just been thinking about so much. And hopefully somebody cares enough to like DM me and talk about it because nobody cares. Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) I care. (laughs) Stop right there. Okay, since she got engaged to Ben Affleck, like around that time, she just made a conscious effort. To channel this entire love story into growing an email subscriber list that you can subscribe (laughs) to at onthejlo.com. Obviously, I have subscribed. I just want to understand what's happening. Like, first of all, I'm kind of worried for her legally. Like, I just, like, entered my name. My email address doesn't ask for any other information. I didn't see any kind of disclaimer about, like, selling the data. Is she just, like, does she want to list to email about her concert dates and stuff. She's working so hard on this. Like, what is the gain? So her, the whole wedding was like under lock and key. Like we didn't see any pictures for a day over the weekend, you know, like under a tarp, walking down the aisle. It wasn't like for her Vogue exclusive, her people exclusive, it was for her newsletter so that she could get more people to subscribe. And then it's not like when you look at these emails, they're anything special. They're just like pictures of JLo, and then at the first wedding like the elopement like Ben Affleck's in the bathroom like some sorry man like this is where I'm getting ready and he's like getting ready in the bathroom. It's just so weird like I want to I need to talk to another marketer about what she could be possibly
0: gearing up towards with this. Can I can I just weigh in? Yeah. Aside from the fact that she's done a lot of things with references here. <laughs> being on the down low, being on the six, like all the things. Yeah. I get these references. Yeah. She's literally done anything else anyone could ever do, including marrying Benefleck. This is all she has left. There's no motivation. Just building the list. She's just building not, the list because she's like, I've not done that she's yet. She's not even doing anything like creative with the emails. Like, I don't understand. It's literally just photos. She's like 50 something and drinks water and looks amazing. Yeah, she does look amazing. She can just grow a newsletter if she wants just to show us again how much better she is than the rest of us. Okay.
1: Is it like definitely from JLo?
0: Yes. <laughs> oh.
2: It's it's <laughs> okay. 100% legit. Like, if you look at her Instagram, there's a link to it in her bio. Like, it's okay. real. There is a cookie disclaimer she's done that. (laughs) It's so much work to like gate your wedding that way and hide it and usually it's because you have like a deal with a magazine and the magazine's probably paying for it. She's just wanted to save the photos for her subscribers. I don't understand and I want to talk to another marketer about it and nobody here cares um, also, I did name the segment. I forgot. Sorry, Greg. It's subscribing don't cost a thing. I
0: get that reference too. <laughs> One of my um, last jazz routines before I quit dance to practice for my bat mitzvah was a J-Lo song, Waiting <laughs> for Tonight. There's
2: so much to unpack there.
0: And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work. Good, bad or otherwise. For me, I all of my accounts now are B2B
2: SaaS and I do a lot with HubSpot integrating with Google Ads to try to see um, after someone submits a form, like if they're converting down the funnel, blah, 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 blah. You cannot just rely on HubSpot to look for people that meet your ICP, your ideal customer profile and not be checking in on it all the time. We had all these leads that were coming in, like submitting the form and sales wasn't following up on them. It said they didn't meet ICP, but they had like a million plus dollars in revenue and they were in the right location. Like it seemed like it should have been the right fit for this client. And they just didn't pass the threshold from the HubSpot side. So they weren't being sent to sales. And thank God, Greg Finn, like really got on the blower about it and brought it up at all of our calls and was like, hey, what's going on with this? Um, I feel like if he wasn't there, I would have just ignored it and like trusted HubSpot to do the right thing. But there was something broken there and it had like something off and these people should have passed ICP and they weren't. Um, so thank you, Greg Finn, for working hard and HubSpot for hardly working, I guess, in this instant. instance. Kberg, what do you have going on?
1: Okay, so I was working on my August blog post and I discovered that Microsoft Clarity supports Google Optimize, which isn't exactly new. The integration was announced back in June But it's new to me, so that's cool. And I feel like Clarity is a never-ending box of treasures. There's just always so much in there and there's new features all the time. But basically this would allow you to see real-time performance on any A, B or multivariate testing experiments that you're running with Optimize and Clarity. And you can use heatmap compare to see different variants side by side. And I have a link to the announcement in the show notes, but I guess this could be maybe hardly working because Greg mentioned in last week's episode that Clarity only supports UA currently. So this might be a mute point long term if it doesn't integrate with GA4. But I think it's still cool to explore.
0: Well, I'm hardly working because I just signed up for on the (laughs) JLo with my work email. So hit me up, lady. Um, Also hardly working Google Ads. We launched some Discover campaigns this week. And we had limited, like eligible, but limited because of a policy violation. Come to find out the policy we violated was for shocking content (laughs) and the specific asset that apparently violated said content was an image and the only things in this list image wise are discriminatory discriminatory terms or imagery no gruesome imagery no graphic images no gratuitous bodily fluids or waste it's a picture of a couch That's hilarious. with a bookshelf and not only are there no bodily fluids on this couch but the same image in a different aspect ratio was fine and I submitted an appeal I said we are not violating this policy it was rejected or failed or whatever their status is for the thing I had to remove the image the dumbest thing ever I I love the
2: term
0: gruesome. Gruesome. Like, I'm a fan of gruesome. I know what this is not gruesome. This is the happiest couch with a fake plant and some books I've ever seen. And now for this week's
3: Cool Tool.
0: As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is a send from a friend. It's an AI image generator called MidJourney, and it comes to us by way of Luke in Discord. Luke says you join the Discord server and then type or imagine some keywords to generate the images. For example, the keywords tall black geometric house embedded in a lava cliff, full view, black house, molten metal house, minimal, rippled white landscape, dwarven architecture, light from molten iron, octane render, hyper realistic 8k octane render created this. And you will have to watch us on video because then he's got the image here and it honestly is super spot on for all of the things that Luke said and I feel like yeah you might say that that's not super marketing-y but it could be because if it works that well and you need an image and you don't have one and you don't want to use a stock photo this might be the tool for you. So thank you Luke for doing my work for me this week as well as finding my dream house. Again that is (laughs) mid-journey and as always we will have the link in our newsletter as well as on discord so pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week an article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show.
1: In this week's marketing must-read article of the week, Casey Marquis wrote an article in search engine land outlining the worst SEO advice he's heard this year, and it's called The Worst SEO Advice I Heard This Year and What You Should Do Instead, and it just really spoke to me, honestly, which is why I picked it. But number one, I should never remove content from my website, I think is timely. So if your site contains very unhelpful content, you can and should consider removing it. And I also like number five, SEMrush says that I have toxic links and I must submit a disavow file just because this is a very relatable discussion that we've had with clients before. And unless you have a manual action against your site, submitting a disavow file is not going to do anything for you. So check it out. And now onto our playlist
2: of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingoclock.com to listen to marketing a playlist. This year, as you all know, and is frequently discussed, when we first made the playlist, I loaded it up with some Taylor Swift songs. Honestly, not that many, like compared to how often I listen to her at work, which is the point of the playlist. I think there were like 10 (laughs) on there. But it's about time I added another and I'm going to be going with Champagne Problems by Miss Taylor Allison Swift, one of her best bridges. And that's saying a lot because she's the queen of bridges. Bridge queen. Jess, what's your choice? Allison Chains, Don't Follow. Love Allison.
1: Um, k do you have a song for us? I do. This is courtesy of Nick, our project manager, who recently got me into house music. But I picked Crave You," which is by Flight Facilities.
0: Great. Just really hoping that that spit wasn't on camera. Right, by the way, I make that joke every time you pick Allison. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was really funny this time. <laughs> All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join.
2: Welcome to this week's shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. We are back at it again with another draft. Just kind of had this idea for retail chains. We I, workshopped it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm in a negative mood, so I think we should do the worst retail chains. So, everyone has a list, and we're gonna draft four, and it is Kberg's first draft. So, you're gonna go first.
1: Okay. And I'm starting right now? Yes. Okay. So, my number one disliked retail chain at the moment is JCPenney. (gasps) And that is because, okay, so do you remember those suede clogs that were like super popular around like 2008? Two thousand nine. Yes. At the yeah. time I was in middle school and I was a clogs power user <laughs> and they're coming back and I really want a pair. And JC Penny had a pair that was like in my size. So I tried to buy it, even though they only had 14 left. And then the order went through and then they're like, actually we canceled your order. So I was like, Okay, fine. So I tried to order in a size smaller, because I'm like, it'll probably still fit, it'll be fine, and pick it up at the store. The order went through and then it got cancelled again. So I'm not destined to have clogs from JCPenney's, but I'm really upset about it because they were really nice. Okay,
2: you're just – it's a popular item. What are you going to do, you know? I
1: know, but I don't want to buy the Birkenstock ones because they're $150, (laughs) and I don't need those.
0: So these would have been perfect, but they're not there. I just want to say I wore clogs to that wedding I went to several weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Nobody told me I was on trend. No one. Oh, you are? Thank yeah, you. they're back. Yeah. I got them from Target
2: K Bricks to try oh, that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Coming in hot with Home Depot.
1: Working on a house and flipping
3: like a flat check.
2: Everyone, blasphemy. First of all, they keep cutting back, cutting back, cutting back on staff. It's all automated checkout. There's nobody there to help you. The only people who do work there are trying to sell you a closet makeover or a kitchen makeover nobody actually wants to help you and i know absolutely nothing about home repair and i always feel so embarrassed and judged by
0: everyone at the establishment but it smells so good no and it you doesn't seasonal items months in advance
2: i hate the smell the paint section is kind of fun
1: <laughs> yeah i like the paint chips yeah
0: you eat them no,
1: I just look at them. <laughs> That's good. That's healthy choice.
0: Uh, okay, I'm going to go with worst retail chain, Ollie's. I feel like they have good stuff cheap. Their signs are funny, but I don't like a store that you're just supposed to go in and wander and hope you find something. Like you can't go there with a goal. Yeah. And I find that annoying and I don't like it. So while you can get a great deal on whatever they might have this week, I just, I'm not going in there for that reason.
2: I've never been to one.
0: Don't start now. <laughs> Tables.
3: I really dislike the Dollar Tree. Mm. <laughs> I feel like no matter what, when you go in there, it's either candy or something's going to break or it's like frozen food. Like the only thing it might be good for is like a wedding card or a graduation card. If yeah. you're in a pinch. Yeah that's about it for it someone you steak. don't
2: really like yeah um <laughs> and is dollar tree the one that is still a dollar it's a dollar 25 yes. now mm-hmm. oh it
3: is okay. that
0: yeah is they raise the price which is a huge deal they've been a yeah. dollar for years
3: yeah it should be the dollar 25 tree agree
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is like wild
2: okay serpentine, serpentine. tables back at it again oh, I'm
3: back at it. okay i'm going to go with cricket wireless <laughs> because uh, everybody I've ever known that's had it hates it
0: yeah the cricket yeah. commercials say that everyone that comes stays I just saw that yesterday
3: um, nobody I've ever met
0: <laughs> I've never <laughs> met anyone who has cricket also it doesn't crickets mean like silence yeah Do you think they did that on purpose
1: <gasps>
2: yes
0: like maybe doesn't make any sense to me you'd think they'd want all the noise but how many are we doing four <sighs> um I'm just gonna say Say worst retail chain. It hurts me to say this, but Spencer's. That was on my list. I'm just trying to be competitive here. And also I feel like I could spend all my money there. And it's weird that they have an adult section, which I feel like isn't appropriate. Like you're in a mall. Yeah. But I like the, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird experience. But if I want to win the draft, I had to put them on my list. Love you, Spence.
2: Yeah. I just like don't need anything in there. and (laughs) You don't need whoopee cushions and glow-in-the-dark posters just like a place to spend your time like who actually buys things i can't believe they still exist okay my next selection will be kohl's i find it so frustrating that you don't know how much anything costs there and it's all like coupons like you go to check out you have no idea if it's gonna be a thousand dollars or four hundred dollars and that's the kind of money my mom spends there
0: because she's a crazy (laughs) person has the charge
2: nothing is priced as marked i hate it i craft
0: stores do it too i hate it yeah. they have those nice digital price tags though which i always mm-hmm. thought like when i used to work in retail that was like my least favorite thing was changing out price tags and finding the item so I but even like those nice. aren't right
2: yeah.
0: no they're certainly not they
2: have like you have to do math like i don't want to do math in the store Agreed. i can
1: barely do it at work
0: <laughs> <I can't.
2: laughs> so okay so you get two picks
1: Okay, so my next one is Valvoline or any drive through oil change place. Ooh, <laughs> they always wow. rip you off. It doesn't matter. Like, if yes. you go there, they'll put air in your tires, and then you find out was it an extra, like, $50. It's never worth it. So that's number two. And then number three for me, also, like, on the mobile phone, I guess, like, trend is Verizon Wireless. Mm. I hate Verizon. It's like a time, like, suck going in there. Yeah. Yes you're always in there for like way too long and it's never fun and they sell
2: like cases and stuff and it's just a waste like you can buy them so much cheaper online yeah Yeah. great picks thank you i hope you're keeping track of your list by the way because i am okay my next selection will be the apple store Mm. anytime you got to go to the genius bar it's a bad experience the way, I just hate malls in general. So any store like that, like it's the same idea with Spencer's of it just being like something to do to pass your time because you have nothing better to do than be at a mall. Like go get some fresh air, okay? I hate it. Yeah. Taking pictures of yourself on the Apple computers.
0: <laughs> People do leave funny things there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to go treasure hunting okay jess you're next um i'm gonna go with zoomies because i feel like when i was in high school i used to run that place and now i go in there and somebody that is now in high school is trying to sell me things and trick me and i know what i'm looking for trick you? if they just they're like oh and this deal over here and these like i didn't come here for sneakers i came here for pants or something or not for me but like a gift for my nephew or something and it's just i used to love going there and now it makes me feel old and I just feel like the kids don't respect their elders in there, and I'm just not having it anymore. So, I And they like got
2: rid of the couches. All your picks are places that you
0: frequent, which is strange. Frequented. Okay. <laughs> Past tense. Kids these days. <laughs> I tell ya.
2: Okay, tables. You have your last two, right? Back okay, to back.
3: So I am also going to go with an old mall store. I'm going to go with Hollister. Ooh. Um, that just reminds me of being in middle school. It reminds me of like those frayed belts that you have to like pull every twenty seconds to keep tight. And uh, oh
0: no, you got a problem with tan mannequin <laughs> <Those> belts. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs>
2: And the (laughs) smell—it's so strong. It
3: smells like a mixture of like Axe body spray and bad cologne. It's (laughs) terrible.
0: Sarah, data by Sarah from our data department, was saying that the Boulevard Mall here, one of our local malls, turned the old Hollister into a bookstore. They did, and it like still smells. Oh my (laughs) god.
1: That's does it crazy. still have the gazebo out? Yeah, it, it does, still has, And the like, books yeah. are like lined up underneath like the awning.
2: That is so, so sad. Ridiculous. Go <laughs> to your last pick?
3: Okay, let's see here. Um, I really don't like Walmart.
0: It's stressful. It, it yeah. is. Mm. It is a terrible place. Good deals aside, Man, it's a I, terrible I don't think place. I have to elaborate on that. Yeah, yeah. Just, I yeah.
2: do like the oh, one I in my hometown like, had a TCBY. Before frozen yogurt was cool. It was
0: nice. And yeah, the ones with the subway (laughs) for the win. But it's the same thing that you were saying about Home Depot. Like they don't have people that work there anymore Mm -hmm. and it's impossible. Okay, Jess. (sighs) This is really hard. I'm just going to, you know what? I don't need a Yankee Candle store. That's a good one, too. I don't need it. I love a Yankee candle. A I don't need a spoiler. I forgot about the Yankee candle, people. I'll guess at a scent, and I'll have it delivered to my home. I don't need to walk in and smell all the smells at once, and then you can't smell a candle. And so overpriced. So overpriced. Yeah. Okay. That was a great pick. Thank you. Another
2: one where you just go in there to waste your time. Exactly. My final selection is going to have to be Sears...
0: Oh, R.I.P. Pinkie dry ears. Is it really gone? I don't know. I don't think it's fully dead. I had it on my list too, just in mm. case. I don't know. Are
1: there any in this area though? I think they're all gone. Definitely. I not.
2: don't need to buy a lawnmower next to like lingerie.
0: I just lingerie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes you do yes
2: you do it's just happy home and then it's the worst like <laughs> stories like that in general when you have to go there with like your dad or like someone and you're like looking at the lo- the grills and, like, it's always right there like no thank you oh that's so funny chef <laughs>
1: Okay, k you have one more, right? Yeah, I have okay. one more. And my last one is Tivana at the mall.
3: Ooh. Just because I feel like it's
1: kind of like a useless store. Like, all I have is tea. Also, when I was in middle school, they asked me to leave because <laughs> me and my brother were drinking all the free tea and not buying anything. You got kicked out of a town. <laughs> <laughs> well, really nicely. Like, she didn't like outright kick us out, but she was like, if you're not going to buy anything, like... Basically, can you like maybe consider (laughs) That's amazing, Kayla. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm so glad
2: I know that about you. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, everyone run through your list and then we'll have to do a poll.
1: Okay, so (laughs) JCPenney, Valvoline, Verizon Wireless, and Tivana.
2: I didn't think about the oil change. (laughs) That was a really good choice. That is. I have Home Depot, Apple Store, Kohl's, and
0: (laughs) Sears. You can try Sears. (laughs) Mean girls, right? Okay, just checking. (laughs) Um, Ollie's... Spencer's, Zoomies, and Yankee Candle for me.
3: I have Dollar Tree, Cricket, Hollister, and Walmart. What a lineup. Okay,
0: happy shopping. We'll see you next week.
3: (laughs) See ya.